Let's get it started in here. Let's get it started. Ah, let's get it started in here. Let's get it started. Ah, let's get it started in here. Welcome to Breakfast with Bacon, the relationship doctor, Dr. Christine Bacon. Good morning. Thanks for tuning in. I'm excited about today's show. I have a very interesting guest. You know, as I'm on the show, I'm so blessed that people say, you should have this person on or you should have this topic. And that was how today's show worked out. I have with me uh, Aaron Wemple. He's the co-founder of Clean Law Union. And you're thinking, what on earth is that? Well, that's what I thought when I first heard it too. It sounds like some kind of green uh, environment type of thing, but it's actually a freedom-centric reuniting ministry. It's unincorporated association with family trial support and encouragement um, during deep legal adversarial valleys. There is a touch in here to marriage, and I love the element of focusing on the kids and keeping things united. Aaron, thank you for being a guest on the Breakfast with Bacon show. Hi, Christine. You're welcome. Thank you for having me to breakfast. I So you made sure to tell me you were co-founder, not founder, because you never want to take full credit. But God bless you for even being involved as a co-founder. Tell us in more words than I just read, what is Clean Law Union and why were you inspired to found it? Well, when we first started, um, my friends and I were having such a hard time going through a divorce process. Number one, we knew we shouldn't have been there according to God's word. So we felt bad for being there. And then number two, people can take legal action against somebody and, and they get thrown in that system against their will. So we wanted to study an element of prevention to how to prevent more divorce, even though we were going through it. We want to prevent those kinds of situations from happening in the first place. And so we founded this ministry based on Ephesians 4.13, which says, until we all come together under unity, you know, we're just Christ is the head. So we wanted just Christ to be the head of this group. No one person or one person, one, one position, you know, just, just Jesus. And that gives us more room to focus on the kids going through that situation. And we wanted to be a champion for children, champion for our children, because unfortunately they're, they're in this situation with us. Yeah, I mean, the process easier on them. Yeah, I don't want to go to a dark place too quickly, but it's been a long time since you've seen your child or you see your child, but there's yeah. long gaps. Do you mind saying that or sharing that? No, not at all. That's that's part of <laughs> part of the. That's painful, and it's not my job to make you hurt. Yeah, no, that's why God put me here in this ministry and helping other people because of the pain I went through. That's what he does for us. He gives us purpose from our pain. Right. So, so can you share why? I mean, so it's been a while. What happened? What happened in your own yeah, life? Well, when, when my ex-wife and I were married, um, our arguments started affecting our son who was in seven or he was in the second grade. And to the point where um, we felt like he was getting uh, abused by it. So um, we filed for divorce and going to family law, we were young, we were naive. We just thought this family law, oh, they're going to help us fix the family, <laughs> you know, right. never realizing that it's really geared. Going to destroy it. Divorce. Yes. So we made that mistake and it's it's been a pain point 
for the rest of our lives since we made that mistake. And essentially, we want to prevent our children and other children from making that same mistake. So it's been, my, my oldest boy's 29 now, and he was seven when this happened. So it's been 22 years since I saw him. You have uh, not seen your son in 22 years. I have not. I've seen him once in passing, but I have not seen him in 22 years. See, and that's just and not wretched. That did, not that I didn't. I know, not that I didn't fight for him and go to court and try. There's just no grounds to enforce visitations or to do anything about miscommunications, missed mail, missed, missed visits, um, missed emails. There's just, there's no consequences to one parent or the other detouring those connections. And that's part of the ministry too, is try to be a connection keeper for these kids. So either helping people stay connected with God and with their family before divorce, or really try to help them stay connected or get reconnected with their children following a separation or divorce, God forbid. Yeah, because, I mean, in most divorces, there's always an inequity. One parent is always getting gypped. And to think, though, that any mother or father can have such a hardness of heart that they could think it's okay for my child to not see their other parent. I mean, that is, to me, the most wretched of evils, where the pain inflicted on a child is inflicted by one or both of the parents. That hurts me for those kids, you know? And so um, we'll move on to clean law union in a moment, but kind of just want to you know, fill in these gaps first. So how does it go from, it sounded like the two of you made a decision together to file for divorce. How did it go to where one of you got, where you got kicked out of the picture without um, revealing details that are too intimate to, to reveal? Yeah, no, there's, there's no really too many intimate details in my story. Anyway, we were pretty normal kids. We were in college we, start, we were just, we got married in high school and just started going to college and I was working out of town. And then when we got a divorce, she kept the house and I moved with a friend. And then she moved out of town. She moved far away, like the opposite direction of work. So when I went up to see, pick up my boy, um, she stopped answering the door and then she would move and not tell the court her new address. And then one time her new boyfriend had confronted me at the door, you know, threatening violence against me. And, and it was just a series of those steps. And then when I tried to go to a baseball game, when I finally found out his like extracurricular schedule and go to a baseball game or something, I was always met with hostility from her boyfriends at those situations. So I could never give him like, I had autographed baseballs I wanted to give him, you know, autographed hats, memorabilia and some important stuff I wanted my son to have, but I couldn't even make those connections to give him his, his gifts because I was always met with confrontations of those situations. So it just escalated over the years to the point now where, you know, I'm sure he, he told, he's totally alienated from me. He probably doesn't like me at all. And it's just been through a series of those steps that has gotten to this point. Wow. But, and, and it's all needless, you know, it is needless. <laughs> it's really unnecessary. Um, I think people get, get inside their own heads in those situations and get mad and, and just, of course, let, start living that life instead of a life that's better and more productive for their children. You know, and it's just, it's needless. So there's an unmet need in society, I think, to, to kind of do what we're doing, you know, help bridge those gaps, break down those barriers, and, and not let them get so so toxic. Because there's a lot of toxic situations out there that, that 
really need a, a remedy. And there's a lot of hurting children out there that so many that have no unmet have no help in these situations. So that's that's why we like being a champion for children and help helping these children in those situations. Well, before I get into the Clean Law Union, did you try to go through the court system to get access, you know, to your child again? Like I have legal access to my child and I don't have physical access. Please help. Did you try that and then found that they shut the door in your face or what? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Most of the time they would validate that kind of situation that one parent keeping a child from the other when I would go to court. And so I changed, changed venues and the new venue would not enforce it either or would not give me any kind of leeway to be with my child. And then I did try to file several civil complaints to try to remedy the situation within the system. Because I was really taught, you know, these are our authorities. We have to honor them, you know, so I did. And I went, took all the legal, legal steps that I could to try to remedy that situation or at least prevent other children from having to go through it. But like you said, it was always a closed door in my face. And then finally, when my case was closed in 2011, I started this organization and we've been helping parents outside of court ever since because they're really, I think justice is a, is a, is a myth sometimes. It's just, it's almost, yeah. um, the system is way broken. Problem. Yeah. What did they and use as a reason to that. say that you couldn't see your child? They, so they didn't say that you didn't have access. You were a bad parent. They just didn't enforce yeah. the decree. No, they just didn't force it. Um, I don't know what it was like, but it's like the judge. It, when I started off, the judge was always the same, same judge, Judge Roberts in Montgomery County, Illinois. And I don't know why. Have you ever read that book, The Blind Spot, by um, the Harvard professors, the Harvard psychologist? I have not. Good people, good people inherently have this blind spot where they just, they've got this one thing in their mind and that's just the way it always is and they can't break out of that cycle. Like good people are sometimes um, right. biased and don't even realize it. Every person me, has judge, a bias, yeah. Yeah, to me the judge was just like that. Every time I went in there, he just, he, he wouldn't hear me and he would always hear my opponent, you know, the other, the other party. And it was like that for years. He just wouldn't hear me no matter what I filed or what I, he would never, never wanted to hear me. And then whenever I changed courts, it was almost the same way in that new court. So I don't know if it was a, a bias or some say there's financial incentives for judges to, to always rule one way or the other through uh-huh. the state, but I don't know about that part of it. Well, it, it seemed like a bias to me. It sure does. It was so, uh, Probably one of my last questions on your personal story. Um, your son turned 18. Did you try to get access to him then? and Or was there too much poison in his head that he no longer wanted to see you? How He's 29 now. Right. Yes. Uh, that's um, a, a difficult age, I think, to reach out to somebody who might be poisoned against one parent because a friend of mine, I was going to college at Milliken University, she said her dad had reached out to his dad, who they were estranged for a long time, and the dad had closed the door on the child. And then I've also wow. heard stories about when children approach their parent, or a parent approaches their child when it's too soon, that it could be another adverse effect. It could really backfire on the situation. So I think at that age, I don't know if I'm right or not, it's better to wait and see if my son comes to me or no i wouldn't wait and see i'll just go and give you some advice i would okay (laughs) do a touch get a touch out there because you don't want i've seen too many cases are like you didn't even try so a letter 
uh, an email, um, a phone call, a text. Just need you to know I love you. Just need you to know I'm still here. Just need you to know I'm available. And I'm so proud of you. Just all those things so that that child can one day not say you didn't even try. And then you're showing your openness and then the door, you're opening your door and the child can walk through it when he or she is ready, as you were saying, when the time is right. But they need to know there's an open door and they need to know your love and they need to know that it's grieving you and that I am here for you and you're ready. You know, kind of thing. That's my suggestion. Well, so we're talking today to Aaron Wemple. He is a co-founder of Clean Law Union, which is a freedom-centric reuniting ministry, an unincorporated association with family trial support and encouragement during what we know can be a deep, legal, and sometimes adversarial valley. So let's talk a little bit more then about the Clean Law Union. Why did you name it that? What do you mean, Clean Law? Well, number one, the problem with adulterating the family unit is that money gets tied to those adulterations. And this is like never-ending adulterations. You know, parents in that in that world lose all their power and they have to pay all this money to get justice. And it just, it's an adulterating world. So we wanted to clean it up from that. And then also, there's a lot of false accusations to get thrown around a family court. And there's no right to bail in the family court. There's no, there's no right to representation in the court. So a lot of that mud sticks. So we wanted to clean a lot of that mess up. It's not family, you know. It's divorce. Yeah, I don't think. I think they're going to society a misnomer by calling it family law and family court when it's not. It's not about family law. It's about division law. Exactly. You know, it's about the unfamily law, the broken family law. It's yeah, just. Yeah, the young young parents, that's, that's dangerous because you're tricking them. You're tricking nice people. You're tricking good people who, who believe your authority. Right. So who is your client? So who comes to you guys and how does this work? Tell us a little bit more about the practical elements of Clean Law Union. Okay, so say one gentleman right now, he's, he's trying to get his child support in line with his real income, not his income from five years ago, but he wants to keep his child support current. And so he goes to court for that. Of course, he has to pay a retainer fee, and then you have to wait. And in the meantime, if it's if it's not right, you know, he's he's going bankrupt. So he's, he's kind of going bankrupt while he's going through this. So we kind of try to keep his head above water and keep him encouraged and and just support him through that system. And then there's another gentleman, he was fighting um, false accusations against his, his ex-wife. And, and that was like a five-year-long court battle. And he he almost lost his life. And we just try to help su- keep people either connected to God and, and supported through that um, process or reconnected with God and supported with that process. And then... Try to keep the focus on the children. Um, and these people going through these situations are so inspiring because they, they keep that relationship alive with their children. You know, they do monumental things for their kids. And one parent, you know, he keeps his, we call them child safety files. He, he kept a child safety file with his, with his daughter and his son, even though he wasn't seeing them for this five year process. You know, he, he wrote a book for his daughter and it was, it was so meaningful. And, and, and that's the gold that comes out of these situations. I know it's, it's a bad spot to be. It's, nobody should go there, but 
there is some gold in those situations. Yeah, there sure can be. You know, um, what about, so tell me about your client that you, so you said they come to you. Do you just stand next to them and encourage them with words? Is there money involved? Is there strategy involved? I mean, so I want to really clarify who would go to your website. I'm not fully clear yet. So I want to make sure our listeners are. Oh, I see. Um, it, it works several ways. Whatever we custom tailor a program or a, a, a walkthrough to whatever the customer needs or the client's needs. Or sometimes I mentor, like I mentor one gal just over instant messaging. We just text back and forth, and she's going through a court battle herself, or she's missing her four children right now. So it's just we text back and forth, and I try to keep her encouraged and. Um, in, in the end, you know, she comes up with a ways to stay connected with her, her children and stay encouraged. Um, or some people like to meet once a week. We'll have meetings whenever people want to meet. Um, we just talk by telephone. We do a lot of social media. We have community service events. So it sounds like it's really a ministry of encouragement. You know, you don't yeah. give any... Yeah. Um, what is called a vet, I don't want to use the word valid, you don't give any law contracting legal advice. You give them wisdom-based legal advice and experiential-based advice on what they can expect and what they should expect in the court and how they can fight what will turn what can often turn out to be evil and divisive and and work against. So that's what I'm hearing. So if I have an issue and I, I just feel like I'm hitting my head against a wall, I would contact you guys at Clean Law Union, and I'd be connected with a mentor, which is often you or the other co-founder, who stands alongside of the other person through phone call, through text, through meeting, just to give him or her encouragement on the journey. Is that is that kind of a clear depiction of what we do with clean law union yeah i think that's a great depiction mm-hmm. i often say it's like when you get in that situation no, nobody should be in but it's like getting run over by a steamroller you know we can't help you from getting run over by a steamroller but we can kind of hold your hand watch that you know it sounds bad but it's, we can hold your hand and help inflate you when it's over or during the process and, and not make it so bad yeah do you are you able, do you have any lawyers involved or any legal people? Because sometimes it seems like the lawyers are the enemies. Um, and I know that from the ministries I do in reconciliation. But every now and then you find one that really walks God's laws and tries, even in his or her law profession, to do their best to keep the family connected and keep the kids involved. Um, do you have any resources like that that you guys provide like you know here's a lawyer who i know understands this and will work more to these ends or is that part of the problem no i mean that is a lot of times it is part of the problem yes but but tracking with these cases throughout the years you know we we know a lot of good lawyers a lot of good there's a lot of good christian lawyers and christian judges out there so we can kind of refer them to good lawyers or if they need financial help because that's not an automatic right in family court they need financial help we have a side business to kind of support that and we can give them a little bit of funding to help them purchase a lawyer and then we can recommend judges to or, or people who have, have had experience with certain judges can give other people their their experience with judges because some of them are like mine they just have inherent biases and they don't realize it so you kind of have to navigate through that so you have to navigate the whole 
whole legal industry to get to get justice these days, and we're there to help help them do that. Have you had any success stories like people that will come up to you and say, "God bless you guys, thank you for being there. I would have never made it through this." Or t- tell us about some of those stories. Yes, that's. I mean, that's that's glory to God. That's nothing that we as humans can do. But yeah, God has had a lot of blessings out of this. I don't. I don't know anybody that's had a worse experience. You know, partnering with us or, or walking with CLU through that through that experience. Everybody's had memorable experiences. They they really um, recommend us and love what it does for them and their family and their children. And it's just. I can't imagine how much better their futures will be because we were there for them. So what have what have you seen? Give us an example of a story besides your own of someone that really had a rough time and a positive outcome. Okay. Um, the other co-founder, uh, Chris Clark, he was going through a divorce with his ex-wife, and the divorce wasn't settled for like two years. The lawyer kept continuing it. So in that continuance, before there was a final agreement, um, there's no visitation rights. So dad didn't get to see his daughter for that two years. And we walked with him through that process. And then in the end, he finally got to see his daughter. She would start coming to meetings. And one of the most memorable things she said, she said it was the best day of her life. You know, when she reunited with her dad, that was the best day of her life. So that's a, a wow. really memorable moment. And then another gal, her and her family was going through a divorce and um, Decatur Township Supervisor Lisa Stanley uh, would let us have meetings out of the township building and the kids would sit up at the board table like they were the board members and we, the parents would sit in the audience chairs and one guy was one little girl Elena was working up on the table filling out her child safety file and the only thing she could write in her file was love, love, love. Aww. So you know she was feeling love. <laughs> so you know, Jesus and love and community, I don't, I don't think it can get much better. <laughs> no, you're right. And I want to talk to the God part for most of the time. Um, and we'll do that after the commercial break, uh, because I could talk about God forever. So I'm trying to get more of the, the practical stuff out there. Tell, what is a child safety file? You've mentioned that a couple times. Okay, so visualized court is a Coliseum or a boxing match, and those are the adult fighting files, we call them. You know, one party files a petition against the other, and then the other party has to answer it, and they go back and forth filing motions for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. So that's the adult fighting file. What we keep is child safety files, the positive achievements, kind of like positive psychology. Right. They get an A on the report card. That goes in their child safety file. We're catching doing something great, like um, maybe handing a homeless person um, a can of soup or something. That would go in their safety file as an achievement. We file achievements like that or positive things that they experience. Kind of self-empowers the children in that situation. Or it doesn't even have to be a divorce, you know. Anybody, even married couples, can keep child safety files and encourage their children. But so if we stick with the clean law union, how do you have access to the children when the whole nature of you guys founding was based on not really getting access to the kids. How do you help the child create a child safety file? Or do you have access to them? That's, that's the cool part. I mean, and that's like me and my children, you know, even with my oldest son, you know, I sent him 
a Christmas check last year. I didn't know where he lived anymore, so I sent it to his work. And I guess he doesn't work there anymore because oh, no. the check was never cashed. So I've experienced that with both my boys. You know, um, emails or social media stuff gets blocked. Mail doesn't go through. Nobody answers the door, stuff like that. So this is a way to kind of circumvent that situation. You know, you can't you can't contact your own children, which is the most ironic thing in the world. How can anybody in the world have legal access to my own children except me? But you can circumvent that situation. You know, you can make everybody in the community, all his friends, all their friends, parents know that you're trying to keep that connection alive. And how important would that be to a child growing up? You know, you know your parents not there, but you know they're still trying. You know, that has to resonate to the child somehow. We don't know how, and that's that's kind of God's area, too. Yeah, it definitely it does. Resonate. But the hard part is when the child doesn't know. That's where most of the children's hard feelings come, when they don't know that daddy's been fighting to see them for 29 years, when they don't know that dad has written every letter, uh, fought every court battle, cried every tear, you know, reached out to the, to the other parent, done everything they can and yet the other parent who has custody or you both had custody but the the other parent who has physical placement is hiding truth and you know that is really going to point to how we have to rely on god to to expose truth because children are so tender if they're fed lies they want to face it. Well, grownups, we do the same thing. We take our pain and we want to place it someplace. So I want to just put it somewhere and make it go away. So if I can hate my daddy, then that'll help me at least have a place to put all this pain without realizing it doesn't need to be that way. Daddy's hurting too. You know what I mean? This, yeah. this, this whole topic just makes me so, uh, you know, angry deep down because, um, we're hurting a nation and a world full of human beings with our own selfishness. And I'm so grateful that Clean Law Union is there to try to help the children and help the parents and help the, um, you know, the person who is not receiving a fair shake, um, mm-hmm. to really, to feel peace, to find peace, to ha- have direction. And of course, I think that means you're going to help con- attach that person closer to God on this journey. That's got to be true, yes? Yes, amen. That's the biggest biggest reward right there is helping people discover their own relationship with Jesus and God. Mm. Well, I'd like to talk a lot more now about the faith component, but we're going to take a commercial break, and then we'll come back. My guest today uh, is Aaron Wemple, co-founder of Clean Law Union, uh, fighting to keep families united, keep persons united, and so much more. But we got to take this commercial break. I am Dr. Christine Baker. CLU kids arrive more connected. They leave more connected. Their fast files end where systems begin. Fast files begin where systems end. Arrive more accomplished. Leave filling their dreams. Are you worried about missing your kiddos and their accomplishments? Now there are innovative solutions to keep those successes connected, not major league divisions but Major League Family. Next stop, coming and going happier. My journey, my life, my CLU kids are families of the future. 
pay more by visiting www.fastfile.com. You see, safety is everyone's life, and it starts with you. We'll spend thousands less, save lives, and build more connectivity with every case. Because family access depends on safety measures. Safety measures begin with you. Welcome to CLU, reunited families for me and you. You know when your marriage is going bad and your first instinct is divorce? When I first responded to the Fast File Agency, instead of a family lawyer, I realized I was the bigger person. I was saving lives minimizing losses, and maximizing value with zero hidden fees, zero risks, and zero jailable contracts. Free collaborations and free consultations by calling or texting 314-669-5449. Now, back to Dr. Christine Bacon. Thanks for staying tuned. My guest today is Aaron Wemple. He is co-founder of Clean Law Union. You can find them on the website at cleanlawunion.com. Com, I believe, and they are fighting to keep families united and um, specifically focusing on people who have gone through divorce or in some way separating a parent from a child and doing all they can to keep um, in that person's life. I'm not articulating it as well as my guests will articulate it again, but you know I'm here to help fight this injustice because kids need their parents. You know, even in abusive homes, children still want to know that parent. They might be angry at daddy for being abusive to mom, but they still want to know that person. That is half of their DNA. And yes, if they have visitation and they have it in a safe way, you know, absolutely. But Withholding the child from a parent just puts too many doubts, too many questions, too many stories. And there is an element of hating part of the child's self because I'm made of that person you've convinced me is a bad person. So, you know, I appreciate what uh, Aaron, you and your the co-founder are doing with Clean Law Union, standing alongside of people. Oh, before I forget, if you are want to know more about this, you and you forget because you're driving, just go to my website, breakfastwithbacon.com and this show will be uploaded and you can listen to it again. You can get the details. There will be a picture of Aaron uploaded with this broadcast. You click on it. It'll take you directly to their website and you can reach out to um, one of the members of Clean Law Union and they can help you on your own journey. Before I talk more about the God part, and, oh, and by the way, go ahead and like me on all kinds of social media. You can also find me doing... Um, I'm now doing Breakfast with Bacon video podcast with guests, which opens me up to guests around the world, which has been wonderful. And I'm also now co-host of Find Your Way Home with Christine Watkins and Christine Bacon. That is also on YouTube. And I just would love for you to support uh, the work we're doing in that broadcast as well. That one is definitely about finding your way to your eternal home. And um, that's my happy place. We get to talk about God. So we're going to talk about God in this 
broadcast as well. But before we go, I had one more question I was thinking of, um, Aaron. Is, is this different from state to state? Because I'm wondering in our last conversation when we talked about you and your wife had equal custody of the kids and she just didn't let you and the courts didn't uh, enforce that. Could you have called the police and said, here's my decree. I have access to these children. She's not letting me see them. You know, go get them. Is that an element in your case or other people's cases? And is that different state to state in terms of it being enforced? Yeah. Um, first, I want to say I love your insights. I love the way you explain the situation that the children are going for. That's so, so insightful. Um, but yeah, the, what parents experience in different states and different counties and even with different officers is it's kind of hit or miss. I mean, we have... Um, one parent recently who tried to get a police officer to enforce his divorce agreement that he gets visitation every other weekend. And the first officer wouldn't do anything about it. And then the second police officer actually went and talked to the ex, but never really did anything about it. And then we've heard other stories where police officers actually tell the other parent that, yes, you have to stand by this divorce agreement. The other party gets, gets visitations. So it, it it's hit or miss. And, it's the same situation in every state, every county, every, every jurisdiction, but it's, it's hit or miss in everybody's experience. It can go either way. I think it's like that hidden bias thing that, that I thought yeah. my judge had. Some people just have that built into them and they don't even realize what they're doing. It's, I think it's so ingrained to them growing up what they believe. It's, they just handle that situation the way that they believe and that's it. I like your idea of writing too. And I would, I would suggest as one who deals in similar areas of what you do is, um, write a letter every day or every week or every month to your child. So one day maybe you can mail him or her that, you know, that book of letters. So they can have all kinds of thoughts that they want, but you can, they will have part of your truth and not just, Oh, here's what you're saying today. Or, you know, I tried to get you this week. And I have one man, a dear friend of mine who died recently, ripped me up. Um, he had three daughters and his first daughter was not from his marriage. And he, and I can say this cause now, you know, the daughter's not here, but he got, uh, he was 16 when he got this girl pregnant. She was 18 and, um, they were here in this area and the mother of the child. So he helped raise his child for the first four or five months of her life. And then the mom, as we commonly refer to today, the baby mama moved to Oregon, took the child with her. He quit high school against his family's decisions and followed that woman to Oregon so he could help raise his daughter. He said, you know what? This is my first responsibility. And what a mature decision that was. And, um, you know, I'm not here. And so because I'm not naming names, it's okay. But that mother had, or by the time he got to Oregon a couple months later, that mother had already started seeing another guy basically cheating on my friend behind his back so when he got there he couldn't understand why she was already evasive and not letting him see his own daughter that much when he eventually found out she said just go home you're you're unwanted here and again we're looking at a 16 year old young man uh, i'm sure his resources weren't strong when he's in a state without a diploma without family and being told by the baby mama who's there with her family to go away so he went away back to virginia and he daily weekly i mean they didn't have cell phones back then tried to have contact with his daughter and over the years you know that mother just refused and lied and she ended up having children with with, with various men so what 
you know, four children, four men. And so what the daughter could see was one thing, but we don't know what lies were told to that daughter because whenever my friend tried to reach out to his daughter over the years, and now that daughter I think is about 45 years old, she said, leave me alone. I want nothing to do with you. Well, what would cause a child to feel that way about a, a man who she's never really met. Well, obviously, the words were planted in there by someone, the the mother, the the mother's family, and so my I was going. I'm a PhD in communication, so I may not have a ton of skills, but I am good at writing and I'm good with words. And I said, let's go write her a letter telling her the truth. And we were going to tell her, and he, ha- but he worked with me. Said, I want to be careful because if I tell her. Because I said, why haven't you told her the truth? Why haven't you gone out there? He said, because if she knew the truth, she would hate her mother. And I thought, how noble of you is this, that you would rather take the hits than have her now hate her mother and then also still have some buried hard feelings towards her dad. And sadly, he died last month and it ripped me up because he was trying to reach out and he would send money to the grandchildren out there and she would take the money and never give a thank you card never whatever but see i'm not going to blame the daughter i'm going to blame the mother if i can blame anybody because the daughter didn't know what the daughter didn't know she knew only the stories the mother fed her so why i'm bringing that up is it it made me hurt it made me angry for my friend who died without ever having that reconciliation but then it made me hurt for his daughter because she's never gonna know the truth unless somebody you know you know gets a hold of her and tells her but she's got a lifetime of hurt and maybe if she finds out the truth now she's gonna have a lifetime of regret and that's exactly what i think you guys at clean law union are trying to stop we don't want you to have regret we don't want you to have hurt let's find a way where dads and and moms or dads and children or moms and children can stay united and that's why i think the letter writing erin is such a good thing because if you write the letter and you send it to a child there's this element of 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 curiosity i mean of course you can't control if when your your son for instance was under 18 and under his mother's roof you can't control what he did receive but you know you can send to this child this adult child a letter every month or hold on to it or i would suggest getting it out to him or her because at least then they can see i'm not giving up I'm not stopping. And there it switches over to the child once he or she, your son's 29, you know, then he'll be 30 and 40 and 50. He will know if dad keeps trying to contact him that there's an element of his own hardened heart that isn't fully on dad and there's an element of his own forgiveness where now i'm not walking my mom's journey i'm walking my journey do i decide to hear what my dad had to say so that's what i say with my standards the people who are standing for reconciliation while their spouse is divorcing them has cheated on them you know is cheating on them and says they don't want them i say but you keep yourself present let them know but I'm still here. And that there's a beautiful amount of spiritual oppression that goes on that other person. If your intentions are pure, uh, which means just to love them. Let me just go ahead and keep showing you that I love you. And no matter how much you reject me, I will take that hit out of love. You know, so kind of speak to some of that in, in the journey you have walked with some of the people who have you've mentored in Clean Law Union. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. It's a good idea. Yeah. I can see how that would definitely help. It's keeping yourself present. Yeah. Yes. So 
feel sorry to hear about your friend too. Ugh, man, and his death is so recent; it just grieves me. I just mm-hmm. I, uh, rips me up. But tell me about God. Tell me about why is God so important to you, and why is God so important a part of this journey? Well, I think um, we all try to live, sometimes try to live our own life without God. You know, we, things start going good, and we're like, don't worry, God, I got it now. <laughs> we can handle ourselves. Yeah, right. And so we <laughs> we mess up, you know? And I think that's what ultimately leads to divorce and situations like that. And I, in my life, you know, I had a great job. I had been a great place in my life, but I wasn't, I wasn't as dedicated to God like I should have been. I think that's what caused my divorce. And Am I falling away? Right. And so finally, I just gave up everything, gave up the job, gave up what I thought I had to have in life and just live for Jesus. And that was it. And I just did that constantly for probably two years and just started from the ground up and just see where Jesus was taking me. And this is where it's led. I didn't I didn't mean to be a part of this Queen Law Union or start helping other people through this situation. But I found that given my experience, my pain points, helping other people through Jesus actually helped myself. Mm. It made the world a better place. It always happens that way. This is just where it's led. Now, if I'd have been good (laughs) and stuck with Jesus from the beginning and and never left his side, you know, I probably wouldn't have had to experience those pain points. So when did you find Jesus? So in your childhood, you didn't, you, you didn't go to church or you did, or what, you know, what was the moment where you're like, God, you are real, and I want to be, I really want to have a relationship with you. <laughs> well, I remember when I was baptized. I was baptized um, in 1980 on the 4th of July. And you were how old? Summer, summer camp, I was 12. Okay. So I, I've been a Christian since I was little, but I think it was my grandparents' Christian. You know, I went to church with my grandparents, so I think I was living through their eyes, and I didn't have my own personal relationship with Jesus. And so whenever I got out of high school, you know, I still went to church and, and did the I thought were good things, but I didn't have my own relationship with Jesus. I didn't study the Word. I didn't read the Bible myself right. and and get to know Jesus in my heart. Right. So take us. So you're still in this. I don't really pay attention to God, and you're married, and you have two kids, and you're still kind of mm-hmm. eh. All right. So then the divorce hits, and then what? When in that did you find God? Um, well. After my divorce was settled, I started filing the civil complaints against the lawyers in my state. And, of course, they retaliated pretty heavy and put me in some dark places. <laughs> so after my legal experiences and hitting rock bottom in the court system, I've, you know, I've, I had no choice but to find Jesus and start living for Jesus. Um, I, I was so intent on trying to fix the system and stand up for my rights and give my children a voice that I lost everything. You know, I ended up being homeless. I didn't even have a house to live in. But I didn't care at that point because I didn't have my kids, and I didn't care about my life anymore. Right. But then that's when I I found Jesus and started not just believing, but talking about Jesus and reading the Bible and studying the Bible and, and, and expressing Jesus. And that's what changed everything. I think I always believed. I didn't really express my belief or talk about my belief in Jesus. Whereas now I do, and that has made all the difference. It's amazing when you have nothing else, you realize that God is all you have. And when you realize God is all you have, you realize God is all you've ever needed. You know, it's such a beautiful, that's why people, 
Yeah, people wonder why they're suffering in this earth. <laughs> but the suffering is there so that you can draw closer to God. Because God is saying to many of us, and this is what I do with my standards, is we realize that our families, our spouses, our marriages, our children were our idols. You know, I just, I'm going to fight if I have yeah. to pick between this marriage and God. We don't say it consciously, but we're, we, Kind of this, come to this understanding that, wow, I was picking my marriage over God. I've fought and fought for everything just to have this marriage. And, and that's when sometimes God says, well, let me pull that marriage away from you so that you can focus on me. Oh, what? Now you're focused just on your kids. Well, let me pull them away from you so you can focus just on me. And then, you know, your law degree or your college degree helps you fight those lawyers. Well, let me take that away from you. You know, God doesn't want to deprive his children. He just wants to reorder us so that we keep our priorities straight, which is him, which is a God that gives us that which we are looking for anyway, which is peace and contentment and joy. And, you know, have you found peace or contentment and joy? I mean, you're a dad who hasn't seen a son for 22 years. And most people would say, I'd be grieving every day. And I'm sure there's a, a, a sense of grief. But have you had walked this journey those past 22 years with peace because of this or kind of place us there is it peace among pain or is it well yeah i say it's peace among pain this this world's a gritty place and i think that's all this world is is for a trial place to show us that we need god how much we desperately need god but yeah i was thinking the other day i was just sitting there kind of spacing out for five minutes i'm like Man, I'm in Jesus. I'm in, this is my pocket. This is my jam. I'm in my happy place. And I was just sitting there at peace with Jesus right there. I didn't have any anxiety. I didn't need to do this or need to do that. I was just focused on Jesus. Yeah, if that's peace in a confusing world, I would say, yeah, I have peace. Yeah. I just call it being with Jesus. And that, that goes for even the hard times, you know, we see somebody getting beat up in court or whatever. It's, it's not that bad with Jesus. You know, you got support with you. Even if you get fired from work, I still get fired from work and really go You still have Jesus. That. If you got Jesus, you're okay, yeah. So tell us about some of the other people who have come to you. Can you, without naming names, tell us about maybe an incident so we can get our listeners an idea who would want to come along? And are there any fees involved with... Nope, nope. Yep. Is... No, it's free. We have a, a side business that kind of supports the ministry. Um, but usually it's people who, who, who normally don't get a fair shake in, in court cases or in social settings. You know, people have bad experiences when they're divorced with just getting access to their school's child school records, um, medical information. We can help with that sort of thing. Um, we can help write letters to the school and say, hey, we want inclusion with both people, please, with both parents, please. Um, social settings a lot of times there's some hidden biases there that people don't realize so you give the people who come to you at um direction okay here's what to do with schools here's what to do with um here here are different ways that you could possibly get access to your child while not creating too much animosity is that is that hard to do because you're teaching them how to basically fight this system that's biased against them do you get a lot of ex-spouses or baby mamas or baby daddies that are angry that they're still pushing kind of, you know, like yep. leave me alone kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, but that's when you go to your happy place in Jesus, too, because there, there is a lot of that. There's a lot of animosity in that. They said people don't like to be told they're wrong, especially a school principal. But essentially, we help empower parents to 
encourage parents to take care of it themselves, you know, do what they can to stay involved in those situations themselves with the school teachers or school Facebook page or the school principals, get included themselves. And if you can't, you know, the last resort, we'll, we'll write a letter to the principal or whatever, or we'll start going to meetings with you and we can kind of be your sidekick along the journey. But we like to see parents do all that kind of sort sort of stuff. Right, right. That's what's needed is more parent power. Yeah, (laughs) give a man a fish and he's for a day. Teach him how to fish. He fishes for a lifetime. So teach him how to do this. And, you know, encouragement goes so far. I mean, so far that it's mentioned in the Bible, you know, encourage one another. I mean, that's what we need. It's like, come on, you can get through this journey. You know, I think about my parents divorced when I was a summer just of my seventh grade year. So just before I went into eighth grade and, um, and I mean, I love both my parents, but I didn't really like my dad back then. We were too much alike. And so I didn't invite him to stuff, but he would show up. I was a cheerleader for football, <laughs> basketball. I was on the swim team. I was in the choir. I was, uh, obviously, I was everything. I had, you know, I lettered yeah. three times every year. So I was yeah. quite active, track, soccer stuff. And my dad awesome. didn't get invited by me, but my dad always was in the stands. And I tell you, I am 56 years old, and I know now, even though I didn't fully, I wasn't conscious of it then, it meant so much to me to just see my dad in the stands, to know that somebody there thought that I was special enough. And even if a child's got hard feelings towards his dad or his mom, like, you know, she doesn't love me, they can't fight seeing that that man or that woman is there, even if they say no words, I'm there, I'm here. You can't make me go away here. This is a public place. I can watch you. I can I can cheer. They can't stop me from cheering when you make that three-pointer. They can't stop me from being proud or, you know, smiling when you did whatever you did. And so, I mean, I would encourage, you know, those kind of things as well, which it sounds like that's what you guys already do with the people who come to you at Clean Law Union is don't, I mean, just be ever present, be ever diligent, keep on being seen by your child. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the difference I think we're making is like your, your difference, you know, the, the impression you have now of your family of your dad coming to your events back then, you know. We want every child to have a family. We want every child to have that feeling, whether they like it or not, because it means so much whether they know it or not. Yeah, Yeah, it really does. And your example, so that's what I would do, you know, encouraging you in this business that you're in at Clean Law Union, um, just encouraging you to keep on finding ways to tell people don't quit. We have a society full of... um, quitters in one sense we quit when the going gets tough not because we are that weak but because we're full of a society that says ah move on give up it's it's too painful just get remarried have more kids you'll be fine and you know no that's not what we need we need cheerleaders like you guys at clean law union and people like me with my standards that are sitting here saying yeah don't give up. Even though your spouse says, I will never love you. I never loved you before. I'll never remarry you. You know, move on. Um, well, then my group wouldn't have the, you know, nearly 10 reconciliations that we've already had of 10 people who had affairs, who moved on, who remarried, who mm-hmm. said, I will never love you. I never loved you. Well, uh, funny, because here they are remarried. So, um, 
you know, just keep on encouraging, 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 and God will do the rest. That's what he asks us to do. Just keep sowing seeds. Just keep, you know, and, and another thing, too, I find, and you probably agree with me, Aaron, is rejection. I think, can you think of an emotion that is more painful to experience than rejection? No, no, and that's one thing you're talking about when children, when your your friend's child probably felt rejected from his dad when the mom moved out of state. To me, growing up, I went through a divorce when I was young. I think I call it a feeling of betrayal. It's like the hardest, most painful feeling in the world when you feel like your own parents betrayed you. And then if you find out one parent turned you against the other parent, then when you're older and find that figure that out, you kind of feel betrayed by both parents. You're like, right. what did I ever do? Yeah, that's. It's a tough feeling to get over. Have you have you reconciled those feelings with your parents at this point? Have you ever had a talk or forgiven them or or worked through that? Yeah, yeah. My my parents and I are, are good now. Yeah, it was it was a difficult time, but growing up, you know, when I first started college, I, I was seeing a, a psychologist because I felt like there was this wall between my dad and I. You know, growing up, I never. I never really knew my dad, you know, it just felt like a, a wall between us. But yeah, we got through that and everything seems healthy now. Did they ever realize what they did? Because most parents no. don't really do this on purpose. <laughs> no, they didn't. <laughs> no, that's the thing. They were just living their life and didn't even think about it. Mm. So if you could sum all this up, for, for me, my one word would be like forgiveness. Walk a life of forgiveness. Amen. You know, just keep forgiving because, you know, it sounds to me like your mom was doing her best. Your dad was doing his best. You were doing his best. Um, and, and then all these people as well, you know, try not to have the hard feelings because once the hard feelings are there, they're very hard to chip away off of a heart, you know. So um, if people want to get a hold of you, how can they do that? Um, they can visit our web, website at cleanlawunion.com or we're on all the socials on Facebook, CLU or Twitter, CLU, or call me at 217-464-0406. Say that number again. Uh, 217-464-0406. And he can mentor you or pair you up with a mentor to kind of give you hope on this journey that you're on. Aaron, um, name one thing you would have our listeners do differently as a result of something they heard today. Just be a champion for your children. I think that's something that everybody can do, you know, whether they're in a good spot or a bad spot or in between somewhere. You know, we can all be a champion for children. Yeah, even if you can't do it directly with them. Um, yes, yeah. How how has this um, changed your your prayer life with your child, for your child? Um, I don't know. I kind of want him to discover his, his own self and his own life. Um, I just pray that they stay in touch, you know, find their relationship with Jesus before, sooner than I did. You know, yes. Because that's what this world is all about is, is finding the relationship with Jesus so that we get through it and go to heaven. You yeah. know, there is something to look forward to in heaven. There's a, there's a lot to be said with grinding out this world, but keeping our relationship with Jesus no matter what. And just making it till the till the end, finishing the race. Yeah, slide into home plate, beat up, run down, used up, knowing you gave it everything you got, but regardless, you got to home plate. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'd like to thank you, 
Aaron Wemple, my guest, uh, he is one of the co-founders of Clean Law Union, a, a ministry designed to help encourage unity in families, specifically where divorce or separation um, have become a, a part of it, where a child is just not having access to another parent. You can listen to the show again, as I told you guys, breakfastwithbacon.com. You can get some of the details, the phone number that he gave, the website. Just go there and listen to it again. Go find some of the other shows that I've done, and because I think you're going to find some good stuff, and you can share those with your friends as well. But we do have to go off the air. So I thank you for listening. You are a blessing to me. I am Dr. Christine Bacon. You've been listening to Breakfast with Bacon, and I want to remind you always to live your life sunny side up. You see, safety is everyone's life. And it starts with you. We'll spend thousands less, save lives, and build more connectivity with every case. Because family access depends on safety measures. Safety measures begin with you. Welcome to CLU. Reunited families for me and you. You know when your marriage is going bad. And your first instinct is divorce? When I first responded to the Fast File Agency, instead of a family lawyer, I realized I was the bigger person. I was saving lives, minimizing losses, and maximizing value with zero hidden fees, zero risks, and zero jailable contracts. Free collaborations and free consultations by calling or texting 314-669-5449. The world looks really good for me because child safety files. CLU kids arrive more connected. They leave more connected. Their fast files end where systems begin. Fast files begin where systems end. Arrive more accomplished. Leave filling their dreams. Are you worried about missing your kiddos and their accomplishments? Now there are innovative solutions to keep those successes connected. Not Major League Divisions, but Major League Family. Next stop, coming and going happier. CLU kids are families of the future. Learn more by visiting www.fastfile.com. Child safety files are all